Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I mean, we're at the point now where we're just doing a separate show during the breaks, Wolf. We're just, we're just, I mean, how can you not? With everything that's going on around the Valley right now, we're just, we go to break and then you and I just continue talking about what we were talking about and then it's time to come back. Just, there's a lot of juice, a lot of juice in the basin right now. Now we're going to bring on somebody who I always marvel at the fact that he's still willing to come on our show. Paul Calvisi joining Pull us. Pull the plug. Right on the Arizona Sports Line. Polly, what's going on? Man? Somebody's got to hold Wolf accountable. <laughs> If accountability is the theme this offseason, somebody's got to bring it. For example, Aaron Maloney just told me that Wolf went on his prove-it ran again, and once again, he got it wrong. It's prove-it every day. Because human nature is such, Luke, and you know this, that people will prove it once and then rest on their laurels. You must prove it every day. That is the saying. Wolf continues to get it wrong. Polly, you just got to prove it right now. And speaking of that, <laughs> your thoughts on Jonathan Gannon, of course, and the fact that now here he is, a first-time head coach. Paul, do you think Jonathan Gannon has got to prove it? Uh, apparently, he didn't prove enough to Eagles fans. Uh, <laughs> I'll, say that, I'll say that much. I, I, and I'll say this much as well. Just incredibly dumb. I mean, if Jonathan Gannon wanted to leave Philly something fierce, I wouldn't blame him. After what we've come to learn the last 48 hours, right? I mean... Ridiculous. You had 70 sacks as a defense. Yes. That's 15 more than any team in the regular season. Hello, there's a reason you didn't bring every blitz in the book. Because you could rush three or four and drop seven or eight. There's a reason you had the number one pass defense in the NFL because you're able to flood the passing lanes with seven or eight and run zone and then rush three or four. Who would ever blitz when you have that kind of production? I don't get it. He'd still blitz. I just don't get it. You know, it was Super Bowl media night here in Arizona, where he was meeting the media, one of the Eagles beat writers actually asked him, said, why do you think Eagles fans aren't totally on board with your defense and you, your top three in every metric in the league? And I get it. They played with the lead a lot, and they didn't go against the greatest batch of quarterbacks this year. I get all that. And he told a story of this past season. He went into a restaurant with his wife and kids, three young kids, and he said within a matter of moments – Eagles fans, in his words, I got dog cussed by oh, Eagles no. fans in the restaurant. No. And he turned to his wife and he said, you know, that's something we've won five in a row. <laughs> and so, and once again, if, so I'm jo- Philly. if I'm Jonathan Gannon and I want out, I wouldn't blame him. I really wouldn't. Uh, Polly, you uh, may or may not know how much Wolf trashes you for saying that uh, Tuesday is the most productive day of the work week. <laughs> but the Cardinals finally hired their head coach on a Tuesday. So what do you think about that? Once again, the case studies prove it. Uh, the analytics are there, Luke. Uh, you, in any sort of study <laughs> in the workplace says Tuesday is the most productive day. And yes, once again, that was the deal. Look, uh, there's a number of things I, I like about this. I, I, I like the fact that he's not married to one scheme, as he said repeatedly, right? Love Cardinals had a defensive head coach not too long ago who was married to one scheme, and it didn't work out so well, among other things. There's other things I like about this. The fact that he's known as a high-energy guy. Schrags this morning on Good Morning Football, who's very much a Cliff Kingsbury guy, was detailing the difference in personality between a Cliff Kingsbury and a Jonathan Gannon. How Gannon is a perpetually fired-up, let's-go, high-energy guy. 
said a totally different personality than Cliff Kingsbury, for better or worse. So you hear Monty Austinfort say in that interview with azcardinals.com yesterday that he's a natural leader. He has a, a charisma to him, right? Michael Bidwell saying that whenever he's been put in a position to lead, he's excelled. There's that Ross Tucker tweet. A lot of the analysts said in the production meetings, Ross Tucker said that I could tell about five minutes into my first production meeting that he'd be a head coach and soon. Mm. So that's interesting, right? Because how, guys, how often have we talked about it? You can find the best coordinator with the X's and O's, but are they a leader of men? They, yes, can, can they command that room? And I know he's young. He's 40. He's younger than Cliff Kingsbury. But he's been in the NFL for 15 years. I think by now you would know whether he's a natural, capable leader of men. And that's obviously what the Cardinals are banking on. Paulie, did you actually hear about the rumor out there that maybe Mike Zimmer might uh, become a defensive coordinator under Jonathan that, Gannon? That did sounds like a that? rumor. That sounds like a rumor you would start, Wolf. Okay, well, no. no. <laughs> Why do you say that, Paulie? Because he's Mike Zimmer? <laughs> exactly. The greatest ever, the Blitz yep. Bell. Here yep. we go. Yep. Okay, so you're not. Innovative to... and old school. Okay. Uh, yeah, that sounds like your kind of guy right Pauly, there. But you know is... what? I'm on board with that if okay. that's the case. Right, okay. I, I think uh, most of us would be on board with that right there what do you think is the next step right now for jonathan gannon offensive coordinator i mean obviously as much as dc and mike zimmer that'd be great i mean who's who's running the offense what's the identity of the offense um i I tell you i do like the fact he just spent the last two years with jalen hurts i mean he watched from the inside out on a daily basis jalen hurts go from a guy who was a pretty good quarterback last season to second-team All-Pro this season. He watched the offseason that Jalen Hurts had, the commitment, how every single Eagles player during Super Bowl week, you guys heard all the interviews, how many of those veterans, the Fletcher Coxes, the Brandon Grahams, swore by the leadership of Jalen Hurts. So if a Jonathan Gannon can somehow share the best practices, if you will, of a Jalen Hurts, to use a business term of what Jalen Hurts did to become second-team all-pro quarterback to Patrick Mahomes and lead his team into a Super Bowl, if he can somehow pass that along and convey that to a Kyler Murray and he can use that as an example, that goes a long way with me as as your next head coach. And I'm guessing that went a long way in the interview room because you're obviously trying to get Kyler Murray to that level, are you not? Yes. Talking to Paul Calvisi, uh, Polly. Now you know, like you said, you got to get the coordinators next. I mean, you got the combine coming up here in what less than two weeks. The draft's not that far away. I mean, Monty Austin Fort has had his hands full since day one when he got here, really. And you know what? If you ask me about the most instrumental or pivotal move of the off season, head coach should be number two. To me, it's GM. To me, Monty Austin Fort was the big move of the off season. Wow. Travis Kelsey, he was asked this past week going into the Super Bowl, you know, geez, how did the Kansas City Chiefs make it back? And you and Patrick Mahomes. And he said, he cut off the interviewer and said, hey, have you ever heard of a guy named Brett Veach? Did you ever hear of our GM who pulled RB1 out of the seventh round this year? <laughs> we're, we're starting three rookie corners and a rookie safety. You know, George Karloftis, who's been part of that revamp pass rush in the offseason, he went about fixing the offensive line. What did Casey do after they lost last year to Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game? They said, you know what? Our old line's got to get better. And it did. And they pulled a lot of dudes out of this past draft. So to me, the key 
begins with Monty Ossenfort. Yeah, and and no, what, you know, right. him and Dave Sears, what can they do to find some players and fill a lot of holes, especially along the line of scrimmage? So, Paulie, uh, there, there's a big press conference, right? That's coming up on Thursday, correct? Do you, do you have your try, first Try not question? to screw it up, Wolf, okay? Try not fr- to screw it up. <laughs> Paul, hey, everyone wants to know right now, do you have your first question ready to go? You're not going to come in with some weak sauce and mess the entire press conference up, are you? There's got to be a Kyler question. You saw the video yesterday, which, by the way, was not staged. It was absolutely an organic moment. Yes. My two takeaways from that, thanks for asking. Number one, (laughs) the head coach decision obviously did not go through the franchise quarterback if that's the first time they're meeting. And number two, the head coach didn't feel compelled to go talk to Kyler before accepting the head coaching gig. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of speculation, oh, gee, Sean Payton's got to go meet with Kyler and before he takes No, that obviously wasn't the case here in this hire. So, uh, you know. That's the bu- separation I'm looking for, Yes, Paul. the separation and maybe a bit of a message sent as well that you might be the most important player on the roster, but you are ultimately a player and this is a decision maker. Paul Calvisi, great stuff as always. Thank you for uh, for joining us. Thank you, Paulie. <laughs> Prove it every day. <laughs> every day, Paul. Even on every a day, you need to stay to prove it. Every day, Paul.